Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, of course, producer Holly Roberts with us for hour one. Woo! What a journey already today. Just one of those Thursdays. You know, thank God for Kenny and the traffic reports. I'm on his Twitter right now. Had I not been listening to Kenny, I would not have realized I need to take a different route to work. Route. Route. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then there, there was a big sign that said major delays. And Kenny said there was a semi or a car rolled over, semi hit the car. And I felt like I was going to be sitting in traffic for an hour and a half. And I thought. Uh-uh. I'm going to take back roads. I can do this. So I called no. Steve, which was the stupidest idea I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought I had a really no. good solution for you, something I learned about GPS. How did you end up? I know where we left our conversation. We'll fill the audience in in a moment. And, and How I did you end up getting here? Okay, so I knew that if I got to Northeast Minneapolis, I could finagle my way if I got to campus. Okay. Um, and so that's what I did. Now, you gave me a good tip, and I think you should tell all of our listeners this, too. So I, I think, in theory, I knew that this was a part of Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever your map thing is. But then I tried it in reality this time. So I went in a – you can pull up your destination. In your case, it would be KSTP, Hubbard Broadcasting. Correct. And when you go there, there's automatically drive lit up. But then there's another option that says now, which apparently you can also say, I'm going to be doing this trip later. You can like schedule a trip. Oh, like an Uber which is, ride. Yeah, which is crazy. But then there's another option that says avoid. And you can hit avoid, and then it will have you avoid tolls, toll roads, or avoid highways. And so what we were trying to do was get you to avoid highways because you had to side street your way to have any chance of getting here on time because it was just absolute gridlock yeah i i it, had i stayed in that traffic jam it would have been another hour maybe yeah. a little less Ooh. before i'd get here but here's the deal i was stressing because i'm like oh no i'm gonna have to pull over and then put in the address i was just like well hey siri navigate to you know in the address of the station and then i just said avoid highways you said avoid highways, or did you have to tap it? No, I didn't even look at the GPS. I was just talking into my phone. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So you can say that, and it will... Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's, real, it's a great tip. I mean, especially, you know, 
if you're on a highway and you're like, oh, no, I need to go some I need to find my way in a different manner. You can't like sit there on your phone while you're driving. That's really dangerous. So just talk to your phone. Okay, now this is interesting. Now I'm playing with GPS and trying to figure out what will happen if I say schedule a a, a drive tomorrow, tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. What's it going to do? Okay, it will. <laughs> I guess what it does is it will, okay, maybe not as cool as I thought. If you schedule it, it will, based on the time you're planning on leaving, this is useful. Yeah. It oh, will yeah. tell you your predicted oh, yeah. time traveled. No, but like you could say, I'm going to drive to South Dakota and we're going to leave on August 3rd okay. at 4 p.m. Okay. And it will predict the traffic of your route at that time. Because you know what I do is I always pull, that's ingenious. I always pull up my phone and think, how long will it take to get somewhere? But when I'm doing that, it's usually. At night, like let's say I'm thinking, how long does it take to get to Wisconsin Dells? I will pull it up at night when I'm researching or planning a trip, and it's 10 or 11 at night. No one's on the road, so it's going to show you an absolute best-case scenario Mm -hmm. as if you would be leaving now. But you could do some planning for your road trips by toggling the schedule, and then you could say, no, realistically, we're going to leave on a Thursday right uh right after lunch at 1 p.m., and it tells you what the predicted traffic is based on that route and that time of day. Technology. There's so many tips and tricks. You know, I I talk to tech savvy, who people who I perceive to be tech savvy, uh, about using the GPS before and just talking to your phone. I never type in an address. I just go, hey Siri, navigate to, and then I just say the address or the name of the establishment. Sure. Um, and, and it seems like it's not failing like it used to. Five years ago, seven years ago, it felt like there were more experiences where you'd be like, what the heck? It has me. I'm eight miles away. I went to the destination. I used to have that one going to shoots for Twin Cities Live. Oh, and sure. I was like, oh, crud. But it feels like it's evened out. And to your point, Donna, with technology, in many ways, I think we have not even tapped mm-hmm. into the capabilities that, sure. are, that are out there. Like we, we probably, our phone could probably optimize our lives in so many more ways. But when the new update comes out, I'm just like, okay, whatever. My display screen looks different. Moving on. Right. You don't even play around with it. You know, there are people who are real, like, techie, fun, you know, love Apple products who, as soon as they get the update, they start figuring out what's new. Right. I don't even bother. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and my other thing is, do you, Holly, do you, like, what? play around, with, like, once you get an update on uh, your phone? Yeah, sometimes, just to get familiar with it. Oh, I don't. I'm just like, what is this? Why has <laughs> this changed? Although Donna, Donna has that same response. No kidding. If you're, you're ever in a room and someone texts her or calls her, immediately it's, oh, Why? What do you want want from me? Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my other beef, um, aside from that, is why all the accidents this morning? Because we had a little snow this morning. Oh, I didn't even know that. And the roads were pretty slick. Okay. Because I'm like, I didn't feel like the roads were slippery today. Yesterday, yes. Uh Uh-huh. And last night, too. So just this wafty residue of snow. Also, the snow that fell yesterday was a little blowy. Not and also, it. it went from 30s really cold. 
to really cold. That's true. Okay. We're in the butt crack of winter right now. Slow down, everybody. We have fallen right in the middle, and it's not even going to get... I mean, we got a long way to go. It's only two degrees out. Yeah, you think it would be warm in the butt crack, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah, we got to rename it. (laughs) We're in the fingertips of winter, or Uh the toes of winter. There you go. Me, have a quick question now about temperatures. Um... I'm going on a ski trip. We talked about this. I'm going on a ski trip in a couple of weeks. And uh, I, my plan was to ski at like Highland Hills. And so I figured in my head, okay, I've got a little bit of time to do this. And then I saw what's happening to the temperature. So I think my question for greater Minnesota skiers is, uh, can you ski when it's really cold out like does are people do people go to buck hill and highland hills when the air temperature is a feels like of negative 20 do they just bundle up Mm. are you just skiing down a sheet of ice will it even be helpful for me because i would like to just have one day of getting a few runs in before i Go to some cool ski places. You know what Great I'm saying? Great question. Temperature question. Temperature hey, question. skiers, will you uh, send an email? Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Thank you. All right. Well, now that I uh, ate up our entire first segment by talking about GPS and uh, being late to work, um, what do you want to do when we come back? I'm gonna Why don't we do this? Let's to get you. to a... Uh, we'll, we'll do a little Britney Spears news when we come back. Yeah, this uh, is interesting. Yeah, police arrived at Britney Spears' house uh, yesterday. We'll let you know why and what they came away with and then also i want to tell you about this speaking of houses this zillow house there was a house on zillow that when you went through and looked at the pictures one of the pictures was that house on fire mid blaze what someone just bought the house i'll give you it's an interesting story uh we'll tell you about all that when we come back you're listening to donna and steve on my talk Oh, hey guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, where they are dedicated to helping people under the most difficult of circumstances. Whether you are suffering from an injury as a result of an accident, uh, a lost or lost a loved one in a fatal accident, maybe you're facing uh, some kind of charges, Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal will be used to protect your rights. Mike, um, not only under understands the legal aspect of personal injury, but as a parent, he knows how it can affect families. Oftentimes, there's medical expenses and lost wages and rehab costs and distress, which can change things for everyone at home. You could get a hold of Mike or a member of his uh, his team for a free consultation to assess your case. And if you do have an actionable case, uh, Bradshaw and Bryant will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. Justice for the injured is their slogan. It's the reason they're attorneys. They want to make a positive difference for you. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, Donna Valentine, that's me, Steve Patterson. That's that guy. Hey, hey man. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Holly Roberts with us as well. Hi. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Boy, really I always forget me how about good that. She's good at that. Vecna, again. Yes. Vecna. <laughs> so frightening. Um, okay, so another day, another Britney Spears story. I don't think she's well. I don't. Breaking news. Either. Um, Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Police uh, showed up. They did a welfare check 
at Britney Spears' uh, residence. This was late Tuesday night. It was at around 11 p.m., but they uh, determined she was not in any danger. Evidently, the reason that they went to Britney Spears' house was because Britney had deleted her Instagram account. Okay, again. Not the first time. (laughs) Right. And then her fans got worried, and they started calling the police. And you know the police were like, what? We're getting called because somebody deleted their Instagram? Okay. Um, And then they went and determined that she's safe. All is well. She was annoyed. Well, allegedly, mm, allegedly, supposedly. Um, in recent weeks, Brittany has been seen getting upset at a restaurant when other patrons started filming her, and she supposedly has uh, changed her name to River Red. What is that about? Anybody Holly, have any intel Brittany, on that? You, you spent years deep in the shallow of Britney Spears stories. That is true. The read on this, Britney, look, Britney Spears deletes her Instagram account and then reinstates it on the regular. Yeah. This isn't something that was out of the blue necessarily. The name changes, I have no idea what that means. You know, Britney Spears a couple of years ago had this whole thing called Project Red, hmm. which amounted to not much. Then her Instagram name, Britney Spears is her handle. Then she was going by the name Channel 8 for a long time. I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. Channel 8? I, you know, whatever that meant. Then Mm. she changed it to River Red, and there was minimal explanation for any of that. And then now her Instagram (laughs) is gone again. But the thing about Britney Spears' Instagram, the comments have been turned off because fans and folks used to be able to comment on her content. Sure. They no longer were able to do that within the past couple of months. Hmm. There are lots of theories that Britney doesn't manage her social media presence by herself, that there are other folks who are doing it to perhaps paint a certain narrative about the state of Britney Spears. So to make her look unwell? Perhaps. Yeah. Also, eyebrow raised when an exclusive source at TMZ says that Britney Spears was annoyed by all of this. My theory is that that statement was given to TMZ, perhaps not by Britney Spears herself, but someone close to her in her camp, to make it seem like she's getting annoyed at fans. Hmm. That's hmm. my theory. That's my theory. <sighs> Britney herself, we don't know. I don't, we don't know. Uh, she needs to do some kind of sit-down interview or something so I, people I, can tell that she's okay. I don't think she needs to do a sit-down interview. I think... She needs to do some other sorts of self-care and healing. You know. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I feel like an interview right now, and maybe I'm totally misreading this, but if her, her behavior doesn't feel super stable, um, I feel like an interview just shines a spotlight or maybe a magnifying glass on it and then leaves it's uh-huh. to her detriment as opposed to clearing the air the blowback will not do her well i mm. feel i don't think that's the thing yeah and there have been times in the past when britney spears has done interviews and they were like the interview that she did back in the day with matt lauer you remember that one? No, no I forget no. that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was just, it was, I don't know if necessarily the inter- an interview is the best forum for Britney Spears to express herself and to clear the air, so to speak. Well, I, it's definitely not Instagram. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not great <laughs> that, either. I mean, that, that is She's, true. She, is she writing a book? She's writing a book. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Maybe that. Maybe the written word. Uh, Penned lyric. Oh, gosh. You know, in and allegedly Britney Spears' memoir is being delayed. We haven't heard anything about that right. lately. Right. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. You know, even when she was on, um, was it America's Got Talent? Uh, X Factor. X Factor. I didn't oh. think she was right then. I didn't. She just did not seem comfortable. She seemed strange to me. Well. Here's an update on the memoir. It was completed back in July. Okay. Oh, wow. But reportedly there's a paper shortage. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is causing the delay of the publication of this book. Hey, didn't stop Harry from getting his out. Hmm. Or any other book. Right. <laughs> it's not like you go to a Barnes & Noble right now and it's tumbleweed and right. cappuccinos. Right, right, there's right. There's books everywhere. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, uh, I just, I don't know. I just... I, I, I hope she's well. I we always this is where yeah. we live. See, we never we don't talk about Britney a ton, but when we do, I feel like we always end with a sigh mm-hmm. and a genuine. Mm-hmm. I hope she's well, or I hope she gets the help she needs. Well, it is. She's not working. She's not even like doing any product endorsements or anything. So she must have a lot of money. Yeah, compassion, oh, yeah. compassionate hearts. Yes, that's what, well. <laughs> yeah, great, yeah, yeah, great yeah. encouragement. Yeah. Great reminder there. Ho row. That's why they call her Ho row. Mm-hmm. You're the only one who does that, but okay. okay. Uh, do we have time to talk about this house on Zillow? What happened? No, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tease it out to to the next segment. Not that it's gonna take a ton of time, but um, you know, we all do the the Zillow thing, right? You do a little Zillow window shopping. It's sure. always fun yeah, to do. Absolutely. See what your zestimate is at. Careful, that sucker can swing about a hundred k in a day. So, you know, but it gets you excited. You're like, whoa, maybe we're rich. But there was a, a recent posting of a mansion in Tennessee that on the slideshow of all the pictures of the property, and it was formally listed, the, the, the seller included a photograph of the mansion on fire. Flames just like like a chimney. I mean, this more than that. It was aggressive. It was like a furnace. Just a blaze. Hey, want to buy our house? Hmm. It's on fire. And so there, because the internet is just such an interesting place, there happened to be just the right buyer, I suppose, at just the right time. So I'm going to let you know who decided to pony up some money 
and where you will be able to follow along on the rehab process. So we'll touch on that quickly when we come back. Also, Donna Valentine sent me a text last night just as I was about to step on a treadmill that essentially said, uh, yeah, don't waste your time on everything everywhere all at once. D-Bone finished it. She did it in a few segments Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. and is uh, got some questions yeah. for the Oscar nominee. So we'll get to that when we come back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's talk. Um, let's talk Zillow House on fire. <laughs> That's a fun headline. A Tennessee mansion listed for sale for one point five million dollars went viral this week. Maybe you know the photo that I'm talking about. Uh, this is a photo of this mansion on fire, like flames are just raging out of the top, the the, the roof of this otherwise really beautiful mansion. Somebody bought this house. It is already under contract. I mean, just went on the market oh, this wow. week. The buyer is named Mike Thacker, and he plans to vlog his restoration process, kind of riding the, the wave of uh, popularity after this went, thing went viral. He thought, oh, maybe people are interested in this house now. Uh, the burnt home sits on almost five acres of land in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, that's a nice area. Lots mm. of uh, country stars live out there. Well, it includes a bunch of uh, grand staircases, an outdoor kitchen, and a detached guest house, which it is worth noting, did not get harmed in the fire that happened on the property at all. And so this guy, uh, this Mike Thacker, uh, lived in London, somewhere, Britain somewhere, and uh, he and his family had been thinking about moving to Tennessee. So they had already had a planned trip to go to Tennessee. And then they saw this this listing and they were like, oh my gosh, should we just get that one? <laughs> and they uh, they go and they end up buying it. And now on their family's YouTube channel, Mike Thacker, T-H-A-K-U-R, Ooh, um, they are going to uh, document, vlog the whole experience and they'll show you what happens now bear in mind this property wow it's pretty. um in 2020 sold for 10 million dollars wow okay he, okay that's a steal the five acres alone and the guest house already intact feels pretty good right and i think if you're mike thacker wow, that's maybe pretty. just maybe you are able to partner up with some companies and make some money or help if nothing else offset some cost as you go about the process. Now it's funny, what's, here's what's interesting. The the YouTube channel isn't that popular. It's got, oh, no it is. Well, wait, is it? What are you asking? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Mike Thacker has a YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It, it's got 3.19 thousand subscribers. It's not like it's got like you know twenty five million. Yeah, he's got like three three thousand subscribers, so it's not a wildly popular channel. But I guess he um, owns some other businesses in uh, I think in Houston, and so I think he's maybe well to do at this point. Here's my question: Go ahead. Doesn't the seller okay? If the seller paid ten million dollars for the home, mm-hmm. I wonder how this works with insurance. Insurance, great question. Because if you're, you know, usually you have a full or a a replacement up to X amount of dollars. 
I wonder if insurance is then completely out of the picture then. If he's selling the home, they're not going to rebuild, but they will need a new home. I'm just, I'm just. What do you want me to get the canopy group on the line? I don't know, maybe. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at it on Trulia now, and the address is 5603 Winslow Drive. uh, I'm sorry, Winslow Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You could see each room and the damage uh to it and it it will say it says things like 4200 plus square feet in the basement no damage to the basement walls this room sustained the least damage full masonry uh fireplace with stone surround four and a half car garage in the basement well this guy is uh mike thacker the guy who bought it he's nervous that there might be water damage though the entire house does not have fire damage he's worried that you know, when they go to put the fire out, that there could be water damage. If there's water damage, even if it looks good to the naked eye, it could mean that it's a breeding ground for mold eventually. Sure. What am I, a home inspector? I don't know. I'd be more concerned that it's haunted. I think a lot of these places in Tennessee are haunted. Ooh. Oh. I think it's like a, you know, a Civil War thing. Because they're built on all this land where probably a lot of carnage took place. Sorry, I went dark again. Donna. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm All looking right. at these beautiful pictures of the inside of the mansion, and now we're going back to Civil War ghosts that are likely haunting it and driving the price down. Um. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these fire pictures, though. Boy. Yeah. That's an interesting story. But yeah, so you'll get to follow along. If you want to be one of the uh, subscribers and follow along, Mike Thacker, T-H-A-K-U-R, he, his wife, and their three kids. Um will be moving to Tennessee from the UK. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Now this. I watched Everything Everywhere all at once yesterday. Actually, I had started it, paused it, started it again, or resumed, not start restarted, but resumed. And I'm just like, what is this? What? I mean, that's how I went into it. Okay, by the end of the movie, I was crying. Um, Mm. This is the craziest movie I have ever seen. Really? It is. It is a trip. Uh, Wow. So so I had texted you. I was like, don't waste your time. I didn't know if it could hold your attention, but I am thinking so. Holly, have you seen it? I haven't yet, but it's on my list of things to watch. I'd be really curious. First of all, I think it's one of the most unique movies I've ever seen. It's really brilliant. The editing alone, that person needs to win the Academy Award because it is so fast-paced. It is... It's about a family... Okay, and how they work out their problems. And it's through the idea of the multiverse. Okay, so it's part superhero crazy. (laughs) It's it's satire. It's, I mean, it is just crazy martial arts and and just kind of making fun of superhero movies to some extent. But the cast... Is so good. The acting is so good. Michelle Yeoh, unbelievable actress. And then the girl who plays her daughter, whose name is escaping me at the moment, also really great. But here's what I would say. Definitely worth the watch. 
because it is a movie unlike any other. This probably would have been a quiet movie that would have just maybe been overlooked had it not gotten whatever hype that it got um, from critics. Jamie Lee Curtis, who I believe was nominated, I think, um, she had told, uh, I think I saw a John Stamos post where they're friends and he was congratulating her and he was saying that basically she was like, oh yeah, I'm working on this movie and... And he was like, oh, it sounds like you're going to win an Academy Award. And, and she said, oh, no, nobody's going to see this movie. It's crazy. I mean, wow. it is a crazy, weird, super cool movie. You got to have a little over two hours. Um, <laughs> I like how we have to always give that warning because we're projecting. Don and I are correct. projecting when we say that. Most people are like, okay. That was implied when you said, here's a movie I want to tell you about. But we're like, now listen, this is two hours. If you want to swallow this pill all at the same time, you got to block off two hours. Yeah. And and you have to look at it from the perspective of this is a movie about a family. By the way, do not let your kids watch this. Okay. This is a movie about a family. And families, you know, are messy and relationships are, are you know, take work. And it's, I don't want to give too much away, but... The they're using the do you call it the metaverse? That's where I get confused. Oh, like a multiverse, a multiverse, an alternate kind of state where there's one version of you, then there's another version of you, and the other version of you is being used to work out what's happening in reality. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Now I must say it's surrealism at its best. Sometimes when you watch a movie, it takes a minute. You know, sometimes your review of a movie when you walk to the car after is different than it is 24 hours later. And I would say the same here because, again, what you just said to me does not line up with, and now I read you a quoted text from Donna. Okay. This was like only about a half an hour, 40 minutes into the movie. Save yourself from everything everywhere all at once. It's rather absurd. I said, noted. She responded, but you might get it better than I. I thought you were going to come in and crush this movie and say, I thought what I was is too. the Academy thinking? No, it's it's a very, I mean, the amount of time. You know how when we worked on our movies for Project Down and Dirty, we couldn't yes. believe how much time was spent that, you know, how much you know, hurry up and wait kind of situation. The number of scenes and outfit changes and um, just, I just cannot imagine how long this movie took to make based on how many different scenes there are going from normal life. Now you're in the, the other realm, Hmm. you know, because they look like crazy superhero people with like, Hot dog fingers, and you know it's it's just so weird, it's really trippy. And I was like, this is a total mind bleep. But when you really take a look at it as a whole, you're like, this is a perfect movie. Wow. Some of the scenes are too long, but that's forgivable. I'm glad I watched it. That's all I'll say. Not my kind of movie, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a great movie. Okay. Thank you. 
Good night. I watched episode one of Madoff on Netflix, which is a new limited series. It's new? It is new. There was another Madoff thing that came out before, the one with Robert De Niro playing oh, Bernie Madoff. so good. This is a limited docu-series. Oh, 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 oh. And so you see deposition testimony from Bernie Madoff in jail. Oh, wow. Um, and you hear from a bunch of people who worked alongside him from the 80s all the way up to the collapse of the Ponzi scheme. And it's... um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Got my attention. I, I I think that I will continue on. It's a great show for me to watch when Lou has gone to bed before me. I mean, she couldn't care less about Bernie Madoff and, frankly, anything financial that I kind of geek out on. So that's a good when your spouse or partner is asleep. That for oh, me, God. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be able to say like, "Do you want to watch Madoff tonight?" It would, and then. It would just not be her cup of tea. She'd rather be upstairs watching Virgin River or something. Oh, okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, it's a personal question. Okay. When you talk about you and Lou watching a TV show, are you in your living room or your bedroom? Ow. We're in the living room. You are? Okay. Almost never watch a show um, in the bedroom. The way that the bedroom TV goes on, really, is if... We're both doing different things. If I'm reading or watching an old wrestling okay. show or something stupid that doesn't interest her. WrestleMania 13. <laughs> That's exactly right. I watched like the third Royal Rumble last week. <laughs> then she might be like, oh, are you just want to sort of watch this stuff or do you want to watch something together? If And then she'll say, I got a show that I'll go watch. She'll go up and watch a show there. Or before Dev, our uh, little three-year-old, goes to bed. We'll take him upstairs to our bed to watch a little wind-down show oh, cute. before we go in. To, Thank yeah. you for clarifying. But I still have an unmet, um, uh, unfulfilled wish, which is I want to, with lamp light on, watch um, Frasier in bed while eating Chinese food. I don't know why I want to do that, but I know I want to do it. Wow, I had Frasier on yesterday. That's so serendipitous. That's Did you eat Chinese food? I had Thai food the day before. Thank you. Were you in bed? Nope. Dang. I'm going to go now. We're going to come back, though. Okay. All right. Um, Somebody's been kicked out of the royal palace. I think you can guess who it was. And the Razzies are apologizing for nominating a particular person for the Worst Actress Award. I'll tell you why when we come right back on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve at your service on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Oh boy, if you see something, you should say something. Wait till you get a load of this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So I saw a headline in the New York Post. Oh, fun. And I thought I would say something. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing it. I don't even know if I'm surprised by it, but King Charles has evicted his brother, the disgraced Prince Andrew, from Buckingham Palace. Oh. Hmm. He has uh, basically sent him packing. Uh, Of course, we already know that uh, Andrew was famously stripped of his royal 
and military honors by his mum, Queen, mm. the late Queen Elizabeth II. And now he is being told to find a new place to live immediately. This is coming from the sun. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. But the quote is that the king made it clear that Buckingham Palace is no place for Prince Andrew. Of course, this is coming, you know, shortly before the king's coronation. When did we uh, decide we're going to do that? May 6th. All right. Andrew, um, I think one of those women who was at the you know, Epstein's mm-hmm. house uh, where she said Prince Andrew was there, um, I think she's writing a book. Mm. So they're Ooh. probably just trying to get a re- you know ahead of this controversy. Mm. Oh, yeah, so, that would be uh, that would be probably not. Good. I bet I bet there are a lot of people that are hearing the potential of that book being written and not feeling great about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, he had a suite at Buckingham Palace where. Um, he was not only set up for marital life with Sarah Ferguson, but he also used it as a bachelor's pad after his divorce. And he would, according to the son, he would bring back a string of new girlfriends to his home in the palace. Um, so they could see his collection of teddy bears? Probably. <laughs> does he have the collection or does Andrew? Or does Prince? They both do. They both have Did weird hear? stuffed animal things. So King Charles... <laughs> I remember hearing that he had like a bodyguard for his teddy bear. Yes. He brings his teddy bear around King Charles and Prince Andrew allegedly, supposedly had a valet arrange his stuffed animal collection to his liking on his bed every night. No, no. To what, what's the threshold? What's what's the ooh, the age? Yes. Or the OK, someone arranging them on your behalf. It's different if you're gifting them to your children because they mean something to you. Do but either of you have any stuffed animals still? Well, yeah, in the back of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Sentimentality, I mean, Mr. Teddy lives in the back of my closet. I okay. just bought, he's, he's not on the bed. He's not uh, at no. the kitchen table. No. Can I tell you, this was almost a deal breaker for me when I started dating <laughs> this guy. Really successful guy. Uh, had his bleep together, and I went into his bathroom, and there was a teddy bear. That'll do it. That'll <laughs> on the tub, it. like the, uh, you know, the, what do you call the tubs with the... The thingies, the jets, uh, a jacuzzi, a jacuzzi tub. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, the bear was, on, was inside of that tub. No, it was on the shelf behind it. Oh, and I was like, "What's up with that?" And he said it was a gift. <sighs> oh, sure. Headline: <sighs> Prince Andrew's former maid had a day-long training on how to arrange his collection of seventy-two teddy bears. Seventy-two. See, now that's for your children's bedroom or the nursery. You build some shelves and you put up all the teddy bears, and then you say, "Okay, dust mites, come and get us." Yeah, <laughs> I will say the number of them is also a lot. <laughs> seventy-two feels like a lot, but listen. You're talking to a guy who, growing up, my Uncle Wally, still alive, by the way, he... uh, Do do you feel like you have to say still alive whenever you talk about somebody? I feel like most times when you reference people in past tense, they're presumed dead. Maybe that's because often I assume they're dead. He is alive, and I think he's about 58. 
<laughs> anyway, oh my god. Um, oh my god. He had a big California raisin stuffed animal. <laughs> you remember when California raisins were big, huge? Yeah, sure did. Oh, I loved California mm-hmm. raisins. You know, if they, if Holly, you're absolutely right. If they appeared in a Super Bowl commercial this year, they would win the internet. Oh, it people would, win- would lose their minds. Oh my gosh. Anyway. He had this big one, like a novelty-sized California raisin, and he uh, would keep. And he had a convertible, pretty good. Growing up in Springdale, Pennsylvania, he had this nice tan convertible, and he would keep the California raisin buckled up in the back seat of that convertible. Yeah, but that's and, kitsch. That's fun. My yeah, sister okay. did that with yeah. um, Hello Kitty, yeah. but she always called her fathead. Mm. He was like, "Be careful, fatheads back there. Yeah. Give her her space." This I is- drove around with my gnomes <laughs> when I got my Christmas gnomes this year. They they had to I had to get them home somehow, so I sat them up and buckled them in. That's right. No pulling. This is Prince Andrew having a temper tantrum if his seventy two teddy bears weren't arranged on his bed precisely. Okay, that's Every different. Night. That's different. No, that's, that's not weird. California raisin in the convertible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. So you're telling me Uncle Wally was not the Prince Andrew of Springdale? No, he was All not. Right. Wow, 72 is a lot. Like, when you get to your third teddy bear, don't you think, as a parent, you're like, okay, he has enough teddy bears. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yes, yes, that's absolutely reasonable. I think uh, the child of mine that has the most probably has... There was a day that we counted and we're going through names. Did you know all the names of all the stuffies? I don't know, maybe 30. You know, and they're like tucked up like an audience on the foot of the bed, you know, and they just sort of cute. like sit around there. And that's cute. Um, if you're three. <laughs> right. And even if you had the teddy bear collection, take it off of the bed, yes. put it in a place, a nice display. Yes. I thought my dad liked nutcrackers, and so one time during Christmas, we had seen the nutcracker together. I really loved the music, and so that Christmas, I bought him a nutcracker, and he really responded well to it. So the next Christmas, I thought, I'll get dad another nutcracker, and then this went on for probably maybe four years, and it ended when I, of course, I end up jumping the shark in pretty much all things. I found a plentipack of 32 nutcrackers of a variety of different sizes. And the centerpiece was this one gigantic seated carpenter nutcracker. And that was the last time that I bought my dad nutcrackers. So you're talking generic nutcrackers, not like the toy soldier nutcracker. No, I'm talking about the toy soldier nutcracker. Oh, you are? Okay. Like a Russian doll gone crazy. They, They were just everywhere. Tons of them. And then what happened? I stopped getting them after people in my family started talking to me about maybe dad has enough nutcrackers now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think I'm the Prince Andrew in this situation right. based on my own track record. Oh, well, now wow. where is he going to keep the darn bears, Prince yeah. Andrew? Oh, poor thing. That's so gross and weird. Anyhaze. <laughs> what did I just say? You just said anyhaze. Any what time did you go to bed last night, Donna? Uh, early, early, like okay. nine something. That this Whoa. I get like really loopy when I go to bed early, and I'm like, I accomplished a lot yesterday. I watched even another Oscar-nominated movie, if you can believe it. Oh, and you got you watched one that I'm really interested in as well. We'll get your uh, your review at eleven o'clock of the 
traveling bear in a Sheeran system. What's it called? It's called the Banshees of Inisherin. Nice. We'll talk about that at 11 o'clock. I'm okay. sure it'll be a lovely review. Uh, when we come back, Garth Brooks had one request of Congress regarding Ticketmaster. Get to the next.